Go and make disciples of all nations. This is our mission. What's up? It's Joe Melendrez and welcome to the Mission Driven Podcast. This podcast is designed to assist you in discovering and living God's mission for your life. Welcome to the program. Today is a special one. Our mission-driven guest is Jonathan Rumi, the actor who plays Jesus in the hit TV series, The Chosen. You don't want to miss it. Our theme today is impact culture. I believe as a follower of Jesus, we must find new ways to evangelize, like all the time. I strive to engage in innovative forms of ministry. So we got to see what the world is doing, and then we got to flip it for God. We got to put our God stamp on it. We got to Godify it, if you will. You know, actually, that's why I started rapping for Jesus. I realized that hip hop was a huge part of culture, and it's actually the number one genre in the world today. So how can we take this medium of communication and flip it for God. How can we insert God into the content? So that's why I started rapping for Jesus. It, it also goes with, you know, clothing. Everybody's got to wear clothes. Why not wear clothing that proclaims Christ? That's why I created a clothing line called God Swag Apparel. There's so many different ways that we can bring Jesus into our culture and kind of create this culture, make it attractive, relevant, and new. I want to know what are you doing currently that's impacting culture for Jesus. Go ahead and drop it in the comments. You can email me, joe at joemelendres.com. I want to know. Uh, this is awesome. We're in this together. We are a team that's impacting culture for Jesus. Okay, I want to share a mission tip with you. If you're just listening to the Mission Driven Podcast for the first time, welcome. Every podcast, I want to give you a little mission tip, a little bit of fuel for your mission. So today's mission tip is brought to you by Hallow. Hallow is a prayer and meditation app, and oh my goodness, I use it every day. It's incredible. You can do one-minute, two-minute prayers, uh, meditations. You can do a 15, 20-minute. They have sleep stories, 40 minutes. Actually, Jonathan Rumi, who we're going to be talking to in just a little bit, he tells us about how he has actually done a couple sleep stories for the Hallow app. It's incredible. I'll put a link in the description so you can get a couple months free to try it out. Hallow prayer and meditation app incredible. Okay, today's mission tip. Are you ready? You gotta be open. That's right. You gotta be open. When I met Jesus, I was 15 years old. And I want to say the only reason I really encountered him in the, in the powerful way I did was because I had an open mind and an open heart. I was ready to receive. I wasn't closed off in my ways. And we as missionaries as people who are proclaiming Christ, we have to be open. Jesus can knock at the door of your heart every day, but until you open the door, invite him in, things aren't going to change. I always say, let's give Jesus an all-access pass to our life. Many times we can get stuck in our ways. We get into our habits. Um, you know, we like doing the same thing, uh, even in ministry right now. Ministry has been flipped simply because everybody is at home, simply because we're in a pandemic. You know, so many things we've had to adjust, but we must adjust for Jesus. But it's going to be hard to do this unless we 
are open. So if we want to impact culture, we got to learn new skills. Um, we have to bring Christ into the world in, in many different ways. And the best way to do this is by being open. You got to be open. So I want to encourage you today to have an open heart and an open mind and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. So this episode, we got awesome stuff happening. Next up is Word of the Day with my wife, Noel Melendrez, followed by our mission-driven guest, Jonathan Rumi. Then I'll break it down with one of my favorite tracks off the Chosen album. So keep it locked right here on the Mission Driven Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. Wow, I'm sitting across from one lovely lady, my wife, Noelle Melendrez, back on the Mission Driven Podcast. Thanks so much for doing this, taking time out of your busy schedule. You got two kids and you're just amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about impacting culture. Our theme is impact culture and how do we do that for Jesus? So we're jumping over to 1 Corinthians 9 verses 22 through 23. Noel, you mind reading for us? Sure. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. Wow. I love that. You know, prior, this is Paul talking, and prior to that, he was saying that he he would become weak so that he could reach the weak. He would become a Jew so he could reach the Jew. He would become different things so that he could reach these people. And um, this is how he concludes that. I have become all things to all people. Really powerful, powerful stuff. But what an example of how to impact the culture for Jesus. Um, so we're going to be breaking this down via the SOAP method, which stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So we're going to share our observations right now. Uh, my observation was this. Um, we must win others for Jesus by any and every means possible. We won't be able to save all. I really, I saw that he said, I might save some you know, not all. You, you might reach a hundred people, but of those hundred people, maybe 50, 60 of them um, really come to God, you know? Or one. Or one, right. So that's that's very true, but he, you gotta, you gotta give it your best uh, shot. So I said, I gotta give all I got for the gospel and I love it at the end and then share in the blessing um, that we will be blessed by doing God's work. And, uh, there's a lot of, of good fruit that comes from sharing the gospel. So what were some of your observations? I just noticed that Paul was adaptable. Yeah. He related to people and he also didn't elevate himself. Mm. Um, he tried to connect with people and understand them. And I think that made the message of the gospel more real. Yeah. He gave it and yeah he always knew his place you know mm. what i mean he mm. knew that he ultimately he wasn't the one saving them right right he, again it was he was a mouthpiece we talk about that yeah. a lot um but yeah i think it's beautiful that he's so relatable and so willing you know he sees the big picture but the other thing is he sees um you know the value that he can't just put limits on where he evangelizes 
and we can't do that either. Um, so moving into our application, I said, um, I need to work on new areas to share the gospel. It's easy to share uh, when you're comfortable in that space. Like, so for me, youth ministry, music, this is easy, fun ways of sharing the gospel, but I wanna challenge myself in areas where it might not be that easy to share the gospel. Um, I want to be even more dynamic and able to communicate uh, to a diverse audience. Um, I know that for the longest time, you know, I took Spanish in, um, in high school and in college, um, but I don't speak fluently, but I can understand it pretty well. But I know my friend, Mike, um, he drives Uber and he would read the Bible in, in Spanish so that he could learn it so that whenever he picked up anybody who's a, a Spanish speaker in his, in his Uber, he'd be able to share the gospel with them in Spanish, which I think is phenomenal. But that's something that I want to challenge myself. Hey, maybe I need to learn a new language to share the gospel. I got to do that, you know? Um, what were some of your applications? I think for me, um, I saw growth in this area when I really started to listen mm. to people and to the spirit. I think we're so quick to speak and assume that we know exactly what to say or who to talk to um, when we evangelize. But I think it's important to listen to the person yeah, and connect to the person, which is what Paul's really saying. And, and to ask for God's direction yeah. because we don't really know the answers. We don't know how to reach that person. Only God does. And when we humble ourselves and realize that and ask for God to speak or not to speak, you know, just to direct us, to give us whatever it is we need to, that's, that's when it's, you know, real. Totally. So good. Well, I think that's our son waking up in the background. Let's conclude with a quick prayer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, your Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord Jesus, we pray that we can impact culture for you, that we can know you more deeply, um, that we can follow you and trust in your plan. Anything that Noel would like to add? Just God bless everyone. Amen. Amen. Mission Driven Podcast. That was 1 Corinthians 9, 22 through 23. Baby Anthony is waking up at this moment. Let's go. Today's mission-driven guest is a gifted man of God. He's been featured on almost every major TV network from ABC to CBS, Fox, HBO, The CW, Disney Channel, Hulu, and even MTV. However, right now, over 57 million people have watched him play the role of Jesus on the hit TV series, The Chosen. Today, we're going to learn all about his mission to impact culture for God's glory, please give a big mission-driven welcome for Jonathan Rumi. Bro, <laughs> here you are. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Are you feeling blessed today? You feeling blessed? I'm feeling very blessed. I mean, I think... I think man, repping in God swag apparel. God bless you, bro. You know, that's it. Huh. No, God bless you. Thank you, man. How, how are you feeling right now? Oh, is it comfortable? That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Not every T-shirt uh, uh, is is feels this good. So hey, only the best for, for Jesus. You know, that's why we got, when we're, if we're going to go, we go big or go home, we're gonna you know do it. It. might as well do it for the glory of God. Right? You know it. I'm so thankful for your time here. And, you know, we just want to know, there's probably so many questions people have all over the place, but you know, this is, is so 
a powerful time to bring Jesus into the world in this big way. I just want to know, uh, before we jump into talking about The Chosen, your faith story, your journey, um, where did it all begin? Um, well, you know, I was, um, I'm, I'm, I was born in New York uh, City, uh, born born in house kitchen, raised in Queens, and um, sounds like an L Cool J song, uh, and uh, raised in Queens and Long Island. And um, I was baptized Greek Orthodox. Okay. Because uh, my father's from Egypt, my mother's from Ireland, um, and uh, they both met in the United States after they had come over from their respective countries. Nice. Uh, my mother's Irish, Irish Catholic, and so when we moved out of the city into the suburbs, um, there weren't a whole lot of Greek Orthodox uh, communities. And my dad, having grown up as a Christian in the Middle East, uh, as we know, there's so much persecution going on in the mm -hmm. Middle East, uh, especially with Christians, particularly with Christians around the world, but heavily concentrated in the Middle East. Um, so when he left his country, uh, well, before he left his country, uh, being raised as a Christian in Egypt, you went to Catholic school. So he mm -hmm. was uh, taught by French Jesuits. Uh, French brothers. <clears throat> so when we moved to the suburbs of New York, um, he was just as comfortable transitioning to a Catholic church down the street um, as he was in the Orthodox community. Wow. So we ended up, um, my sisters and I, we made our first communions and our confirmations as Catholics. And I kind of grew up with it. And, you know, half of my family still practiced Orthodoxy and, and, um, whenever they would, you know, when, when my cousin started getting married and having kids, you know, I, I got to spend more time in the Orthodox church and really appreciate their, um, the cell, their celebrations and the feasts, um, uh, and, and their, and the, and the liturgy, they call it liturgy as, yeah. as opposed to calling it mass. Um, yeah. and it's a lot longer than a traditional mass. So anybody on a time crunch here would, would not do well in the Greek Orthodox community, right. which is fine with me because yeah. I loved it. It just was very and they use incense a lot. So mm -hmm. there's a certain environment that, that it, you're sort of predisposed to that kind of, I think, sets up this, this contemplation, this meditation, which I love. And yeah. I wish the Catholic church did more of, yeah. but I've kind of stayed with Catholicism because it just felt where, like it was home your home. Yeah. No, interesting. Yeah. You say that like I, I had a similar situation. I, I came to know mm. Jesus. I was 15 years old, but it was like my home. And, and that's, that's, what's really important is that, you know, we're, we're feeling accepted, welcomed, and then a place where we can, you know, grow our faith. Have you, yeah. did you have any like defining moments? I know a lot of people, they can go through the motions of faith. They can live their faith as, you know, parents encourage them or what other people are doing. But did you have any personal like moments with God that you feel comfortable sharing? Sure. You know, Something just kind of comes to mind now as you ask me that question that I, that I realize it's like, as I explore, I'm like, huh, what, wh why did I, I never sort of migrate back to orthodoxy? And, and a, a really interesting connection that I've told, I've told this story in other contexts, but never in this context, because it never occurred to me till right now. So about... 17 or 18 years ago, um, I discovered Divine Mercy, the Divine Mercy um, devotion, mm -hmm. the chaplet. So the image right yeah, there, there is uh, associated with Divine Mercy um, that was given to uh, St. Faustina in the 1930s. 
uh, was is a very specifically a Catholic devotion for those who may not know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that image is part of it. This was an image that came to St. Faustina's, uh, to St. Faustina through visions she had of Jesus. And Jesus basically saying to her in these visions, paint this picture mm-hmm. for all the world to see and to venerate with the phrase, Jesus, I trust in you underneath as a, as a sign of my mercy for all of humanity, for all mankind. And so about 18 years ago, I, I discovered this through my father, actually. He had been um, a, a devotee to the meditation about 10, 15 years earlier. And this is the original painting. This is the original portrait style. Mm-hmm. There, the image that I was familiar with was, was by a different artist that I think um, came like several years after the original was painted. Um, made by an artist named Hyla. And it was a style of, I'm an artist myself, I'm an illustrator. So it it was a style of a portrait that, as a portrait artist myself, I I didn't quite, it didn't resonate with me. Okay. And around that time, I had been going to so many different, um, you know, my cousins, as I was mentioning earlier, um, my cousins on the Orthodox side were getting married, going to baptisms. and, And I was starting to reconnect with the orthodox style icons mm. and the artwork and just the, the sense of of the orthodox environment for prayer and i thought to myself as i started getting into you know and looking for uh, a, a way to connect me with the divine mercy uh, prayers and the chaplet and the devotion i thought you know wouldn't it be great if like this image was made like created in was created in the style of a Greek Orthodox icon. Mm. That would be just amazing. Yeah. And that would sort of connect, you know, the old with the new. And three days later, that image showed up. Can I actually just get it? Yeah, go grab quick? it. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. It's fun. We're, we're live on the Mission Driven Podcast. Jonathan Rumi getting a special powerful image of jesus clearly this is unscripted here let's do it yeah so three days later this showed up outside my apartment wow wow later after this kind of prayer like wouldn't it be great if this existed that i could just hang out and then all of a sudden it was there incredible so your question about god moments and then me talking about orthodoxy i'm like well this came through the church, the Catholic church, divine mercy came through the Catholic church. Yeah. But here's an Orthodox style icon. Wow. Powerful. That's home for me. Powerful. That, so it, love this it just sort of reminds me that like, yeah, this is, this is where I need to be. Oh, 10 years I later, it. I told that story to a director doing a, um, a, 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 a multimedia show about the life of St. Faustino. Wow. And there I am there. Oh my goodness. Um, and when I told them that, I was auditioning for the part of Jesus for the very first time in my, my career. Okay. And he's like, well, uh, I mean, clearly you were the guy like you need to do this. Wow. So incredible. Yeah. So how many Jesus yeah. uh, roles have you played so far? Uh, I guess individually in projects, Alstina the chosen three projects with Dallas before the chosen living stations, six different projects yep um and then that one project's doing the living stations or uh the last days is the version of the the passion uh that that myself and my co-producer maria vargo put together actually that's maria vargo there who pray, who plays uh saint faustina so she and i have a um a uh 
a nonprofit uh, media company we just started earlier this year called GK Chesterton awesome. Entertainment. Yeah. Um, so that was born out of doing the passion play. And Incredible. a year after she and I did this, she said, Hey, you know, we're, I'm doing a passion play, uh, living stations, of the cross. Would you want to, would you want to take part? And I said, sure. And so I, I've done that for the last five years. So projects, awesome. six projects, probably now, you know, 10 times, 10 Incredible. different. Yeah, man. And we'll link that in the show uh, notes as well. So people can check that cool. out. And, you know, I just want to jump into the chosen, you know, from the moment that it kind of all formed organically, I believe, mm-hmm. you know, you guys did a trailer first and then you started filming later. Is that correct? And just kind of tell us the whole genesis and the process that the chosen has taken, uh, in mm-hmm. your life so far. So the chosen was started. <clears throat> so six years ago, uh, in the spring of 2014, I was cast to play Jesus in a short film, Dallas Jenkins for his church. He was like the director of media, uh, for his, his church in, in Illinois, evangelical church, every, uh, good Friday, uh, they would do a, a service on Good Friday and they would do like a, a Christmas service uh, and they would do an Easter service, of course. But um, I did, I was always a part of their Good Friday service for okay. like three years um, after I got cast to play Christ in this first short film about the two thieves, and which was a sort of a, an origin story for the two thieves as to how they got crucified alongside Christ, who they might've been very much in line with the, with this, you know, the creative license that we take with the chosen still, keeping script, scripture intact and not deviating or changing scripture, mm-hmm. but just sort of enhancing the in-between moments that are not on the pages of scripture okay. using, um, you know, archaeology, history, yeah. uh, culturally appropriate motifs and, mm-hmm. and, and um, research. Um, so after, um, I'd say the last time I, I did one of those projects, so I, that was 2014 and 2017 was the, uh, the last project that I did with him, uh, or might've been 2018. No, it was 2017. And then, uh, so I did that spring good Friday film. And then that winter of 2017, he did a short film about the nativity, uh, as seen from the eyes of the shepherds in the field Mm. called, um, uh, the shepherd. And that became, um, unwittingly unbeknownst to him, that would become the the trailer or the uh the pilot episode yeah. of the chosen that they would raise money for wow um, like crowdfund wow and they decided to crowdfund like in the form of shares like stock yeah which had never really been done before for a tv show okay uh and they raised uh four million dollars on the strength of that short film incredible pilot. yeah incredible and so once we saw, once we shot the first four episodes and then we showed a trailer of what we had shot, mm-hmm. like the rate at which we raised the, the, the following $6 million to film the rest of season one was exponential. Like what took six to eight months to raise 4 million now took about a month to raise wow. five or 6 million because people are like, oh my gosh, this actually looks like it could be good. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of us are like... Thank you, Lord, that it's yes. actually good. You know, well, once we got the scripts, we knew that it was going to be good. I've like, actually, this is, yeah, it's, I heard it's the largest crowd funded show ever. 
highest crowdfunded media project in history, I think by 6 million. The previous one was, I think, uh, the uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. I think they did a, they funded a movie. Wow. And that, that raised, I think, 5.7 million. And then the, the Chosen ended up raising about 11 million from 19,000 investors around the world. So after you see that impact, you see people are like, we're down, we're supporting, we're moved. Then you start, you know, filming, you know, season one. Uh, what did that look like for you? You obviously played Jesus quite a few times, but, you know, going into a full series, what were yeah. you thinking at that time? Uh, yeah, it was, I w- it was definitely true that I had a, a, a pretty good practice run trying to work out some of the kinks in my early uh, versions of, of my, my interpretation of, of who I thought Christ could be as a, mm-hmm. as a character in a project um, or a representation of my, my personal savior. Um, you know, I wasn't sure exactly what to expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, all I could do was try to, um, was pray a lot yeah. and go to mass and ask for inspiration and just ask God to lead me, uh, on the right path to, yeah. to producing a performance that people would, um, respond to and be moved by, yeah. um, by, but still being reverent <clears throat> and, um, giving God the glory at the end of the day, you know, all glory and praise goes to him. You know, Amen. I'm, I'm a, I'm a knight Templar. And the motto of the order is um, Psalm 115, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to thy name give glory. So that is kind of a, um, a, something that I've truly um, taken into my person as um, just a, a way to to live life, you know. Yeah. Um, and well, that takes humility. So it's, it's, there's been a lot of humbling yeah. uh, along the road getting to this point. And even now seeing it be successful in, yeah. in very many ways. Uh, it's still, you know, I, there, there's no, um, I, if I occasionally I'll get comments like, hope you remember to stay humble, bro. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, if you only knew (laughs) the mental gymnastics I go through on my own, like uh, Mm -hmm. I'm in a pretty good place and and God keeps me there. You know, I think I just, yeah. That was one of the first things I noticed from our correspondence, (laughs) even via email. Um, and then we met a couple weeks back, but yeah, it's just, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, any opportunity, any gift God's given us, it belongs to him, you know, and we're trying to impact culture for Jesus. You're, you're doing it at a high level, but at the same time, you're like, well, this is all, all his anyway. So let's give him that glory. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Our theme for this episode is impact culture. And I'm so Mm. grateful that you landed on this episode because I had thought about this, this title weeks before we even lined it up. So, really? so thankful. Yeah. It's, it's all God, you know, that's yeah, all God. Um, you know, so I think my wife and I, I literally hadn't heard of the chosen. Sounds crazy. My friend, father, Rob Galea, who you featured on one of oh. his, uh, his Marian, yeah. uh, courses, uh, told me about it. I'm like, I gotta check this out. So my wife and I watched it. We were so moved, like beyond moved, uh, blown away. And I just, I'm so thankful. And if you have not watched The Chosen, you have to get it. You have to check it out. Can you tell them the process of watching it on the app? Yeah, it's super easy. So whether you have an iPhone or or an Android, you just go to the App Store or Google Play, download the the app called The Chosen. It's Mm -hmm. the name of the show. You can't miss it. Um, And then once you download it, you literally... um, you can either watch it on your phone. I recommend watching it on like a larger device. So if mm-hmm. you have an iPad, 
Yeah. Uh, but even best best option is to cast it to your TV. If you've yep. got uh, Apple TV, Roku, um, um, Fire Stick, Chromecast, yep. Yep. you can literally, with a touch of a button, just at the bottom of the screen, when you open the app, the chosen app, you press watch on tv Mm -hmm. and then you get a suite of options and you pick the one that you have or if it's built into your tv you just pick that one uh if you have a smart tv versus a smart device connected to a tv and then uh you just once you connect it you turn on the device press the device you have and then that's it it's ready to go and you just play whatever episode you want to watch it's super easy it sounds because it's new people are like wait what do you mean like how do i get it on my tv it sounds complicated but it's Literally download the app, open it, press watch on TV, turn on your TV, press your smart device like you would for any other TV show you want to watch. And it's and that's it. You Boom. got it. And it's free. It doesn't cost a thing. That was a commercial right there. That was amazing. That was fantastic. I love it. <laughs> uh, so I want to know as you're filming, um, say I want to know after you saw the first episode, maybe the first few episodes, were you like, okay, there is something big that is happening or maybe it was when you read the script but when did you ever have a feeling it would become what it's become so far i mean i I think it's safe to say you you never really know how something's going to be received Mm -hmm. um i felt in my spirit after having read the scripts that it would be something i mean this is this is definitely i thought to myself this is definitely going to touch souls mm-hmm. and bring people to Christ in a way that they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, to the extent that it has in the time that it has, uh, it's, it's exceeded all of our expectations. I think nobody really was yeah. um, anticipating or we could not sort of predict how far it's gone in uh, such a short amount of time, essentially inside of a year. Right. Um, but uh, as, as Dallas likes to say, God does impossible math. So he does he just gets it done. Wow. And I I love even the fact that, you know, during the pandemic, I think this is something like God had ordained this in his time that when it released, people were hungry, they were ready. And I believe 2020, I I said at the beginning of the year, it's going to be a year of believing. And even though we've been, you know, we're in a storm, God's going to bring revival, I think, in this world. And I think the chosen is a big part of that. So over 57 million people. I've watched it. Incredible. I want to know what's been the most difficult scene that you filmed so far uh, playing Jesus in The Chosen. I think um, there's a scene in episode six when the paralytic is being lowered through the roof of Zebedee's house. Um, And for anybody that hasn't seen it, I won't say a whole lot more than that. But um, it's a a story from the, but it's one of the stories in the Bible and the Gospels. when we were filming that the the paralytic coming through the roof was was kind of complicated first of all that whole scene was like took five days to shoot it was the biggest scene we had the most amount of principal cast members principal cast members being the main characters that you know and and watch throughout the course of the series Mm -hmm. um it it was the most amount of cast members like the whole cast was in this scene at some point maybe not on every day that we were filming but when you watch the scene everybody's there pretty much. Wow. Um, so it was huge. Um, and there were stunts and stunts don't necessarily have to be somebody diving through a wall or off of a third story roof, but literally having a guy on a harness come through a roof takes stunt people. You know, you have to protect them. You got to make sure safety protocols are being followed. So there's a lot of extra people involved. There's a lot of mechanical stuff 
things don't necessarily work the first time or the fourth time, you know, so you just got to keep rehearsing it and make sure it looks good and you get work out all the kinks. As an actor doing an emotional scene or a scene that's got the potential from, uh, for emotional um, uh, engagement and coupled with a potential 12 hour day uh, and when they decide to cover emotional reactions that can be very challenging Mm. to have all of this stuff happening this sort of maelstrom around you and you trying to stay focused Mm. and in the zone and just committed and like not distracted and the longer the day goes uh the more tired you get Mm -hmm. the more tired you get the harder it is to not allow yourself to be distracted so um there i think towards the end of that day there was some stuff that I was trying to achieve as a performer myself. Like there were some, some personal kind of milestones, little checklist things that I wanted to, to showcase and to, 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 um, to, to, to display mm-hmm. for the character. And I didn't, I, or some colors that I wanted to show in a way that, that I, maybe I hadn't before. And I did everything I could do. And it just, it just didn't quite get to what I wanted it. Mm -hmm. That's not to say the director wasn't happy because then it becomes about your personal, as an artist, you know, you know, exactly the shades and the colors. If you're a visual artist or an illustrator, you know, if you're cross hatching on, on a a particular drawing, you know, how many is too many and how many is not enough to make something look dimensional. So uh, for me, it was literally like, we're talking about millimeters of differences, but I had to realize, and with this whole process, that there's a level that I have to just trust that God is going to pull out of me exactly mm-hmm. what he needs mm-hmm. for a scene to be able to uh, allow it to affect people, no matter of what my ego wants, yeah. no matter yeah. you know what my pride tells me. I got to remember that like, as long as I'm trying to do everything that I can do yeah. that I got to trust that it's going to be okay. And when it was cut together and with everything like it, it still, it had the, the difference that what I was trying to do and what ended up happening would have been negligible if even yeah. anything at all. So yeah. um, it, it was a reminder for me that like, okay, no matter how complicated or even how simple the process gets for filming a scene, I gotta, I gotta let go yep. of, of my idea of mm-hmm. certain things and just trust that I'm here for a reason. I'm yep. trained. I've been doing this for a long time that it's, it's going to get done the way it needs to get done. I love that. I love that. And in impacting culture, that's a thing. It's that surrender. It's that let go and that yeah. God's going to use it. And even, I don't know if as an artist, I know plenty of times I started off with a vision for a piece of art and it totally changed by the end mm-hmm of the artwork. <laughs> and, and that's the thing you might go into a situation or you have a certain gifting, but you just gotta give it up to God, let him, let him use it. And yeah. trust, I thought that was a great scene. So don't worry about it. Thank you. Thank you. No, <laughs> it's, um, uh, I, I've, I've learned to let go there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's it's been hard, one of though. your it's hard. I mean, it's hard as an, as an artist when yeah. it's like, all you have is you, it's like you're a thing. And when you're, you know, it's like, if you're, if you're painting a picture or yeah. you're making a track, it's just like producing a track or even playing on a track as a musician as well. It's like, you want to get things right. You yeah. want to get things right. But yeah. sometimes the best stuff comes when you just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Yeah. The, I mean, I th- surrender. I think a lot of artists, word. including me, like struggle with, you know, perfectionism or wanting it to be yeah. perfect or, but mm-hmm. it's like, you give your best effort, you give God everything that you have, and he's going to take that and do something amazing yeah. with it. Um, Praise God. what's been one of your favorite scenes to film where you just had a lot of fun shooting that or what, what's been a scene that you love? I think the woman at the well was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the reasons is for the technicality or the lack thereof. It was such a simple scene. There were no stunts. There were very, there were a whole lot less amount of crew people. It was literally on top of a hill. So anybody that didn't need to be there wasn't there. Um, it, which is going to be really interesting with going back into season two coming up shooting in, in the COVID scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us are very curious as to how that's going to go. But um, for me on paper, the upside is that whoever doesn't need to be there won't be there, which will give me uh, as a performer on all of the performers um, a lot more, um, you know, uh, um, we essentially we will be assured more, less distractions, yep. which always make, for better performances. Wow. Amazing. So that, yeah, that, that, that scene, um, just by the, you know, the, the simplicity of it and then the words, like obviously what happens in that scene, uh, and then being able to work with my scene partner, uh, Vanessa De Silvia, who plays Fatina, the Samaritan woman. She was just, she's just a joy to work with and just so open and vulnerable. And, uh, um, I, I love working with her. Um, wow. it was just, everything just kind of flowed. I didn't have to do very much of anything. Yeah. I just, we just had to listen to each other and it just happened. And, and I, love, and I say this a lot, like every time I see her run off and just yeah. waving, like with yeah. just joy in her heart, I'm just, it literally brings me to tears. It's so beautiful to watch. Mm. You know, that scene has special meaning for myself and my wife because um, I did a podcast episode a couple of podcasts ago called um, Let's Worship. And we used uh, a verse that was from that scene of that you should worship with spirit and truth. So my wife and I, we recorded it earlier that day. Then that night we turn on The Chosen and we see that scene and we're like, (laughs) we just reflected on that verse hours ago. And I'm like, I didn't even know it was from the woman at the well. And we're like, God is moving right now. So really powerful. Love it, man. So good. It's so, so great to have you on the show, brother. Um, Super excited for what God's doing in your life. And, you know, outside of the chosen, um, we both uh, are connected to this app called Hallow. I use Mm. it almost every day. I love it. It's a Catholic prayer and meditation app. Uh, it's incredible. And you have done a couple uh, readings of the gospel. They're sleep stories. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's right. Sure. Yeah. I, I got involved with Hallow a few months ago and um, they approached me to to do some sleep stories, you know. Um, so for anybody that's never downloaded Hallow, as you said, uh, to, to, it's a sleep app. It's a meditation app. It's a prayer app. There's so much there for everybody. You don't have to be Catholic to get something out of it. Yeah. A lot of my fans who are non, non-Catholics, non-denominational, it's like they, they've gotten so much by mm. just connecting to something that can keep them on a schedule for prayer or introduce them to new forms of prayer that yeah. they've never heard that really take them deeper in their walk with Christ. And yeah. so when they asked me to do a sleep story, um, I said, sign me up. And they, funny enough, they wanted me to do... Um, the, the Sermon on the Mount, yep. uh, chapter Matthew chapters five through nine. And I said, did you 
did you guys, why did you pick that in their life? It was just something that we wanted to, we, we just thought this would be really good. And I said, well, you know, we're going in, going into season two, we're working towards the Sermon on the Mount. Wow. So it was very, I mean, the synchronicity is just, you know, it's a total God thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, and, uh, I had such a blast doing it. And as a result, you know, they, they started releasing additional stories that I've done and, um, I'm, I'm going to be partnering with them while well, I'm already partnering with them, but uh, the partnership is going to expand and there's going to be a lot more stuff coming down the line. So I'm super excited. Um, stuff that people have been asking for, mm-hmm. um, uh, sort of, uh, vociferously like, when can we have this and when can we have that? So we're working on, uh, checking off a, a lot of, uh, wish lists with, with what's coming down the, the Incredible. line for uh, Hallowed. Uh, yeah. So if you go to, uh, if you want to check it out, go to, and, and the stuff that I do, uh, if you go to, uh, hallow.com slash Jonathan, you can get, I think a 30 day free trial, Love just it. try check it all out. And then, um, yeah. uh, see what you just explore, have fun with it. You know, there's we a will, lot of great stuff on there. We're going to link that in the show notes as well. Incredible awesome. stuff there. Uh, you're also, you're, you're jumping into the YouTube game, bro. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to jump. And I'm like, wait, is there water? I don't know. I'm like, it looked like there was water. And then I go and then the pool's empty. I'm like, what happened? I can't. Yeah. It's uh, I'm, I'm starting to, I had some stuff up for a while, but now I'm making a concerted effort. What can you, what advice yeah. can you give me? For YouTube? Well, yeah. you know, uh, I'd be happy to share a lot. I've been learning a lot <laughs> over COVID, but one of the biggest things is you got to ask the people, what kind of content do you want to see and how you can can serve them best. But a lot of times, especially like I know I saw uh, Instagram of you walking to a scene as Jesus. Uh, I think it was you're about to uh, film the, the scene of the fish going into the boat. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's the behind the scenes stuff that people are like, wow, I'd love to see more of that. So, dude, just bring your cool. your phone with you and you film some stuff like that. People will love that. Um, but yeah. Uh, you're going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun and people <laughs> yeah, will be able to watch luck, it man. forever. Yeah. Um, what's one Digital thing forever. <laughs> what's one thing that people do not know about you? One thing I know, like for me as a kid, I used to want to be a chef and I never tell people that what's one thing people don't really know about you. Well, now they know Joe. I mean, that's it. Now it's now everybody knows that about you. So then somebody asks you, then, then where do you draw the line? I got, I got to find something know else. About you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's one thing? People, speaking of childhood dreams, I wanted to be an astronaut as a kid. Mm. Um, and so, and maybe this is just me sort of trying to see God in the heavens. Um, even to this day, like I, if, if it's a clear night and you can see the stars or if you're up, somewhere in a higher altitude and you can see like the universe and, and the galaxy, the, the, the visible galaxy. Uh, I, I, it's just, it makes me dream. Like you just, the, the, the vastness of the expanse is something that's always intrigued me. Yeah. I think if I had, um, if I ended up going the route of science and math, I probably would have been an astronaut because that's something I would have loved to do. Incredible. Um, but, yeah. My artistic gifts shifted me the other way. And also I have a weak stomach when it comes to like spinning around. I'm like, you know, the little teacups. Yeah. Nah, oh man. Cannot handle. Wow. It's, it's incredible. I'm always <laughs> fascinated. Um, where I live, I can see like the stars pretty well. I don't live in LA. I live in Simi Valley and 
you walk up, you look Good up for you, man. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just, I look at the stars and I'm just so blown away and we forget sometimes to look up and to remember this is yeah. the God of the universe. The God of the galaxies loves you. Wants a relationship with you. My daughter, she's fascinated by the moon right now. And the other mm. day she just said, uh, I love space, you know, <laughs> and she's three years old, you know, I'm like, that's Good awesome. For her. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's great. Yeah. She should. There's yeah. so much to love about space. It's, so, it's awesome. Yeah. I love that. If, that's thanks for yeah. sharing that. I appreciate it. Of course. If, thanks if, for asking. Oh, sure. If you could share one thing with the entire world, you could have the whole world listening and for, you know, a couple of minutes. So if you could share maybe a sentence, two sentences, what would you want to share then? What's a the message you would want to share with the whole world? Oh boy. I guess it would, it would just be to um, love and forgive your neighbor. Beautiful. Beautiful. I think, you know, I think we hold on to so much anger and, and hate that's based on just ignorance of what other people's struggles are. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just so easy to just take a look at somebody and just judge them yeah, and, and be mad at them for, for whatever reason, like you think, you know what somebody stands for and, but you don't know individual struggles, you know, we just, yeah, just love and forgive. I think at the end of the day, you know? it's huge. Forgive it. It's essential. You know, Jesus tells us we have to, it's, it's a must, it's a command, you know, um, that's yeah, beautiful. You can't, you can't really argue with that. It's no. like, yeah, but I don't want to. It's like, I know that's why you have to. That's why you got to do it, bro. Amazing. That's powerful. I love it. I love it. There's so much freedom when you forgive, when you release what you're holding on to. Powerful, powerful stuff. Do you have a loads a, lifted loads? And, and, uh, I have my, my, my therapist, uh, Sherry, she told me, you know, stuff is heavy. And if you mm. think about it, people are carrying around so much stuff that's going to weigh you down. Oh yeah. And, uh, so got to forgive. I love it. Be quick to forgive. That was something that came to me this week. Be quick to forgive. Do you have a favorite, yeah. uh, scripture verse or Bible Bible story? I do. And I, I, I wanted to, um, read it Let's because it. I usually paraphrase it. Uh, and I got, I got uh, Bishop Barron's word on fire Bible, which is stunning. If you haven't seen it, it's stunning. Wow. Um, and I also wanted to get the translation, right. Cool. You know, because I didn't want to paraphrase. Let's do and it. This is from the new, new revised standard version. And it is from John chapter 11, verse 25. Talking to Martha, the sister of Mary, and of uh, Lazarus, who had just died. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? I think that's a question that has to sit with us. Mm. We believe this. I really believe I let it resonate. Jesus of Nazareth. Wow. Nazareth, you know, powerful, powerful. It's my favorite. I love it. I love it. Now, can you ever read scripture now and not go into the voice of Jesus? 
Uh, it's it's funny. Uh, I can, and it's it's stranger for me to go into the voice yeah. because I know it's affected. Mm. But I think it's more people people want to hear the yeah. voice more. Because no, do I, it. it. Just <laughs> do it, bro. That's so great. You want, man? You want me to read it in the voice? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Jesus said to her, "I am the resurrection and the life." Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Wow. Wow. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Incredible. Jonathan Rumi, everybody. It's been so great having you on the show. Um, you're going to be filming season two coming up. What's the the time span you're filming? And how many months is it going to happen? I believe it's happening in Utah. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, usually it's a, it's a couple months. Um, we're waiting for official schedules, so I can't, I can't say specifically, mm-hmm. but um, I know we're going to spend, I think Dallas may have even mentioned this, mentioned this on the live stream you did recently. I think we're going to spend, um, half the time in Utah and then the other half in Texas. Awesome. So, um, yeah, it'll probably be a, a couple of months, two, three months, something like that. We're pumped. So, we getting, can't wait. And the chosen, thank you. They need, they need everybody's help. So if you can fund and, and donate on the app, yes. um, please, uh, just let the Holy spirit tell you how much to donate and go for it. I, I guarantee it's going to help millions of people encounter Jesus. You know, I'm so thankful for you. We're going to uh, plug your website in the show notes, uh, your Instagram, your Twitter, everywhere people can find you, Facebook, <laughs> you know it. Um, you, where do you, where would you say you are the most? Are you most on Instagram? Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. Cool. Um, I, I do a lot of stuff on Facebook. Um, in fact, right now I'll be, um, today I'll be doing day three of a nine day novena for, uh, I also ask your, your, um, your listeners and, and viewers for prayers for uh, one of our cast members. Um, their father apparently is in a, a critical state, uh, physically, uh, with his health. So, um, I don't have any details. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing a novena to St. Jude Beautiful. today will be day three of the public novena on Facebook. Okay. I tried to get it started on YouTube, but YouTube is not, comp- you know, not playing. It'll nicely, happen so with God's help. It, it'll happen with God's help. Yeah. <laughs> so in the meantime, I'm going to yeah. continue on Let's Facebook. Um, so yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, and then, um, you know, eventually, uh, We'll get some more. We'll get some content up it. on YouTube as well. Let's so. do it. Well, I, I yeah, love man. to support you any way I can. So, you know, just Thank reach you, out anytime. Um, I got some fun rapid fire questions for you. The first sure. answer that comes to your mind, don't even think about it, okay. just spit it out. Um, Jonathan Rumi, mission driven podcast, rapid fire questions. Here we go. Favorite flavor ice cream. Chocolate peanut butter. Favorite color. Blue. Musical artist you admire. Uh, Bono. Favorite movie ever? It's impossible to answer. Favorite project you've been a part of? The Chosen. Book that has greatly impacted you? The Bible. What inspires you? Truth. Favorite TV show? Toss up between The Wire and Breaking Bad. Not including The Chosen, of course. If you could have a superhero power, what would it be? Flight. Favorite fruit? Strawberries. Life goal. Bringing people to the Lord. Complete the sentence. God is. Great. 
Jonathan Rumi, everybody. <laughs> so thankful for you Good on job. the Mission Driven Thank Podcast. You, so much fun. Any any closing words or something you want to share with our, our viewers and our audience? Just thank you for being supporters and viewers and thank you for supporting artists and podcasters like yourself that uh, that serve God and serve to change the culture. Uh, I will be done. God's will be done. And uh, don't let the darkness um, cause you to despair because in the end, uh, the light will always shine brightest and God always wins. So, Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you so much, brother. Have a blessed day sure. and we'll be praying for you as you start shooting season two. Thank you, man. Praying for you guys as well. God bless you. All right. Peace. All right. Welcome back to the Mission Driven Podcast. What an incredible interview with Jonathan Rumi. This is Break It Down. I'm going to be sharing a track of mine with you and literally breaking it down. When I wrote it, why I wrote it, what inspired it. So this track is off my album called Chosen and it's called Invocation. It's actually the first track off the album. I remember the exact place I was when I got the title for this track. I was actually at a graduation at the school I used to work at called Chaminade. And they, at the beginning of graduation, they have an invocation, which is, was led by Father Ted Lay, uh, who gave a prayer, basically inviting God into the space as we begin this graduation. And I was like, wow, that would be an awesome opening track to an album, Invocation inviting God in to this space, invoking his Holy Spirit. Wow, that could be really cool. So that's where I got the title, Invocation. And um, the producers I work with, their name, uh, Eric and Charlie, they go by Feels, production by Feels. I told them, like, listen, I want an intro vibe. Um, I referenced a couple tracks uh, I sent to them, and they came out with this awesome, awesome track. And I remember I was two places when I wrote uh this this track and the first place i remember i was <laughs> i was actually going to uh i had a, a gift for my wife to go to burke williams which is actually a, a spa and i remember the chorus came to me as i was sitting there praying and reflecting trying to relax and uh, the beginning was right here right now in this very moment right here right now you have been chosen hands up get loud in god you're glowing stand up and shout you have been chosen. Remember writing that there. Very odd, I know. And this is what happens when you when you write music throughout life. It happens at different locations. The next part that I wrote, basically all the verses, the two verses on this track, was at twenty four hour fitness uh, on the bike. I remember sitting there on the bike, and uh, I'm I'm listening to the track, and all of a sudden these verses came to me. Uh, so this. Uh, <laughs> So this track was brought to you by Burke Williams and 24 Hour Fitness. Just joking. Um, but that's where I, I wrote the song, being 100% honest. And uh, this is the, the opening track to the album. It's inviting God into the space. It sets the scene for the rest of the album chosen. So once again, invocation. Let's invite God in. Enjoy. Right here, right now, in this very moment, right here, right now, you have been chosen, hands up, get loud, in God you're glowing, stand up and shout, you have been chosen right here, right now. 
hope, I need truth, I need love, God it's you You made the way, so glad you found me, you saved the day Now I'm standing, you gave me faith to move a mountain You took my sin, your love astounding Uh, they gotta know, everyone, every soul God is good, we gotta show, all the time Lord take control Right here, right now, in this very moment Right here, right now, you have been chosen Hands up, get loud God, you're glowing, stand up and shout, you have been chosen. Of the danger, a life sacrifice, rest in favor. Right here, right now, in this very moment, right here, right now, you have been chosen. Hands up, get loud. In God, you're glowing. Stand up and shout, you have been chosen. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Mission Driven Podcast. I really hope you gained something from today's episode. Special thank you to our Mission Driven guest, Jonathan Rumi. Please check out thechosen.tv to watch the Chosen TV series. I promise you, you will not regret it. Big shout out to my wife, Noel Melendrez, for word of the day. 1 Corinthians 9, verses 22 through 23. Listen, if you have any questions, you'd like to reach out to me directly, hit me up at joe at joemelendrez.com. That's my email. Or you can go to joemelendrez.com forward slash podcast. You can also reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Joe Melendrez. Oh yeah, on YouTube, I release a new video every week. So feel free to subscribe there. Listen, if you like today's episode, it really helps if you could rate, share, comment, subscribe. It helps to get the word out and helps to move our show forward so we can grow um, to reach more people. So really appreciate that. So until next time, God loves you and stay mission driven. Peace. Peace.